welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello and welcome to Nerd Party News, the show on the Nerd Party where we talk about the news. I'm Mike. I'm Lance. And it is Sunday, March 28th at 1.06 p.m. Central Time. And, well, the Snyderverse has passed. Thank God. But, boy, does DC certainly have some plans for the future. <laughs> Dude, I mean, do they? I, it looks like they do. I mean, we'll talk about it later on, but I think they do. I don't know that they involve Snyder, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch anything good this week? Uh, I did. You know, I watched uh, the first episode of Invincible. Oh. And I was like, because like I've seen this comic around, you know, for, for years at this point. And I was like, well, this looks interesting. But I never really picked it up because like I buy too much stuff as it is. And so I was like, so I was like, well, I have to make sacrifices someplace. So I just kind of went into the episode fresh and you know the it was going on it was going on pretty good and then it got to the ending and i was like holy crap i was not expecting that so i will be looking forward to watching watching more of it it has basically like the ending is is what you know this is it's going to get into more of this whole like you know deconstructionist type of superhero thing right and it's and it's 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 pretty hardcore at the ending uh, but this is the type of stuff, in my opinion, is what you do it with. Like, you don't do it with, like, the 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 established, like, you know, Holy Trinity type characters. You do it with these, in my opinion. And so so I think I'll enjoy this series for how long, it, for however long it goes. This is, like, based on the comic by Robert Kirkman, right? The mm-hmm. Walking Dead guy? Okay. Yeah. Do they drop all the episodes at once, or are they doing them one at a time? Uh, they dropped the first three. Oh, okay. Right. At, at once and so i watched the pilot i was like oh dang yeah. <laughs> okay uh it, it, i was not expecting that because again i'm not familiar with the, any of the content inside the comic it's just one of those things i always see the cover someplace and i always see you know staff picks at the comic book store and right. like it'll be it'll be there but again it's just like i read too much stuff as it is so yeah. uh so now will this get me to go back and like read these comics likely but I'm going to check this show out first. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like yeah. a plan. How about you? I, well, I've been reading some of this uh, DC stuff, as you know, some of these DC comics, trying to to slowly work through the, the Rebirth era. And mm-hmm. I just read the first arc of Green Lanterns okay. the, with the, the two new Green Lanterns. Simon Baz and... and uh, Was it Jessica? Jessica Cruz. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd actually read that storyline before when I tried to do this a few years ago, and um, mm-hmm. it, it was pretty good. You know, I seem to like those characters. Uh, I like those two. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. And they, it also included like an introduction to them in the Justice League, so that's interesting. And um, yeah, I think next up is is my first Batman arc. So okay, look forward to that. Cool, but, but I did watch a good movie this week. Uh, one that we talked about a few weeks ago. The day sports stood still. Oh, okay. I haven't yeah. watched that one yet. How is it? It's really good. You know, okay. Um, new documentary by Antoine Fuqua on HBO Max about the day that 
the NBA in particular was canceled mm-hmm. uh, that night. And uh, it's really kind of told through the eyes of Chris Paul, uh, who's the producer, I guess, on this and, and, and yeah. stuff. And He's also the the uh, the president of the NBA Players Association. Yeah, they get into that, which is is interesting because he was there. You know, he was playing in the game that got mm-hmm. canceled, and then you know, being the president of the Players Association, it really just kind of works perfectly the way that you know you can just kind of follow his story all the way through. Yeah, um, and it's really well done. It's also really interesting watching it. I mean, really, just a year out and seeing the way that people were reacting to it, mm-hmm. to the whole situation, and just being like, wow, we were so, I guess, naive, but also just like, we did not know how to respond to this. Nobody That's knew correct. how to respond to anything because we had never dealt with this before. Mm. It's just crazy. It's like a little time capsule for just a year ago, but like everybody has, well, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people have learned (laughs) so much in that time, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's just kind of mind boggling to, to look back at it and think like, wow, you know, it's like, we were so dumb, but we weren't really dumb. We just didn't know. Cause how would we know, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. But I, I do definitely recommend it. Um, okay. One of the best things on HBO max right now. So. HBO Max, it's, it's doing good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I guess before we get into other stuff, uh, did you watch Falcon and Winter Soldier this week? I did, and uh, I, I I thought of you when uh, Carl Lumbly was introduced as Isaiah Bradley, right? Bro, yeah, this is so <laughs> this is so cool on on so many different levels. Uh, the personal level for me with Carl with Carl Lumbly, but also the fact that they did it. Like mm-hmm. they, they we have we have Isaiah Bradley on screen in this universe and they're actually, and they're, they're tackling like some actual stuff on that show. Yeah. Right. Like, so, you know, like again, Wanda, WandaVision, you know, gave us this, you know, creative way to do a TV show. And then this one, we're just like, Oh, this is going to be in like, you know, an action, you know, typical action Marvel shows. Like ah, not so fast, my friends, <laughs> because like the, some of the content that they're dealing with is, is some real stuff. Like you, like you have the scene in the first episode where Sam can't get alone and that's layered. And yeah. then you get this episode where you have, you know, Isaiah Bradley, you know, showing his PTSD with the experiences that he's gone through. And, and then you have the scene where like the cops pull up on, <laughs> on Falcon and, and winter soldier. Yeah. And they're just, and they do the whole thing that like, you know, that, you know, I I know I joke around with and Brendan, my joke around was like, "Sir, are you okay?" Talking to their their white friend, like mm-hmm. like 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 that, like you know, that was the problem. It's just like we're actually doing this. I'm yep. I'm I'm impressed with with the ballsiness of, of Marvel and how they're actually going to go go into some of this stuff. Like this is actual real stuff, and this is why they're so endearing. Uh, I think, and why there's why their stuff works is because they do stuff like this. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm impressed with where they're going with it so far. I mean, I, I, I would have been surprised if they didn't, you know, tackle this stuff in this show. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like it really seemed like that's what they were going for here, and I'm I'm glad that they are. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, I don't really know the story of Isaiah Bradley, but it sounds like he was in the comics, like prior to Steve Rogers. Yes, in the comics that they was in the, in the show they have him show up after and he's in the Korean War. Yeah, which kind of I think makes sense for the continuity, right? Like you yes, don't, the, you don't 
retcon anything, but you do say like, well, you know, in Korea, we we did this again, and mm-hmm. you know, yep. nobody talks about that, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's 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 interesting. Um, so I mean, we'll see how much. I, I'm I'm wondering. I mean, obviously, he's going to come back, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering how big of a role he'll have in the overall story. Yeah, I'm 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 wondering about that too. What well, what would be super dope is if we get a a flashback sequence or mm-hmm. something in showing in the Korean War we get to see, you know, Isaiah Bradley Captain America in action. I thought that about would that, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I mean we were talking about Antoine Fuqua mm-hmm. making a movie and uh he's got another project in the works right now. He's doing a Mike Tyson miniseries starring Jamie Foxx and produced by Martin Scorsese. Okay. So this is so this is going to be a serious thing. It's not going to be like Mike Tyson's movie uh, Mysteries because I love that cartoon. It was hilarious. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sure what it's going to be. I would assume <laughs> that it's serious. But the last time Antoine Fuqua and Jamie Foxx made a movie together, it was Bait. Yeah. That was a comedy. Yeah, it was a comedy. It was a good movie, too. It was pretty funny. It's yeah. pretty funny. Now, on on the surface, I'm like, okay, all of these people involved in this project, you know, and, and it, the topic of Mike Tyson is, is very interesting, and I'm like, I'm there, right? Oh, yeah. I love Mike Tyson. He's one of my, like, he's on my list of people, like, it's like, if you could select, like, you know, five people to, like, have dinner with or something like that. He's on my list. Okay. All right. I can't say that I like him at all because, okay. you know, he's like a convicted rapist and stuff. He's, I like him as a fighter, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's an interesting person. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not excusing any of his past whatever, right? And like any of those things. But he's an interesting, interesting cat who's been through a lot of interesting things. That's I'll say true. that. That's true. I guess my concern with this is like, he's involved like he's endorsed you know yeah. he's 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 and everything and i'm just wondering how now i mean that being said raging bull i think jake lamato was involved in that too yeah and that was certainly an honest portrayal of that character but mm. how honest will this portrayal be of mike tyson with mike tyson involved Given some of his track record, I think it will be because he's not, he doesn't, to give him credit, he doesn't shy away from a lot of the, the, the bad stuff that he's, that has, he's been involved in, in his life. Uh, I, I went to his, his live show thing that like Shatner's done, like where you're mm-hmm. like, he's like, you know, where like you're in a theater or you're like on, on a stage, so like at the symphony or something like that. And he's just kind of talking. Yeah. Right. And he, he talked about all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And so and I, and which was surprising to me because a lot of people just kind of like you know sweep it under the rug, don't want to talk about it, or like that's been handled, or you settle it in court or whatever. Like he just talks about it, yeah. um, and like a lot of his interviews, he doesn't really hold anything back, uh, which you know it, it's refreshing that he's that honest. I think, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't he doesn't hide the fact that like yeah, I was a bad guy and I did. I did awful things. I'm trying to be better about it. Yeah. So I think that'll, that'll play into this. And I think the fact that Scorsese is involved, I think that's probably what led him to it Mm -hmm. is the fact that like Tyson is likely going to be honest. And we know how Scorsese likes to tell like, you know, human dramas and stuff. And like, well, Tyson's a perfect candidate for that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, They don't have a 
distributor or anything. They don't have a, a network set up yet, but obviously, you know, you put those three people together, it's not going to be hard for them to find an outlet for this. I'm sure mm-hmm. that it's going to be a hotly contested property. So it'll be on HBO Max. Watch. <laughs> you're probably right. I, I think you're probably right. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, speaking of things on streaming services, uh, there are a bunch of release date changes that occurred this week, brought Mm -hmm. upon by one major one, which was Black Widow, Mm -hmm. moving from May 7th to July 9th with a simultaneous Disney Plus premiere access release, which means if you want to watch it at home, you can you know, rent it for 30 bucks, you know, and then, and then you're good to go. So, I mean, first off, let's talk about that and then we we can just kind of run down the other ones, but, uh, yeah. What do you think about Black Widow moving to July? I think it makes sense. It's on brand for them to have a summer release. Uh, it is interesting that they're moving from their May release because that's what, that's what, you know, they've banked on for, for years in Marvel. They've always had a big May release. So I guess, you know, it's interesting that this is the one that they've been waiting on, right? Because this is the next movie phase of the, the MCU. This is a continuation of the, of their, their phase that got halted by the pandemic. So I guess they were just waiting for the right situation to, to finally move ahead and green light getting this off the ground because it's been it's been finished right but they're just they've just been trying to be patient i guess because they were they were very insistent upon making sure that this was the right situation for them to release it yeah Uh, you know it 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 seems like you know with all of these moves and everything now you know the the tables have been turned in a sense and it's like like uh, america is in a, a much better shape than it had been but the rest of the world is kind of a bit slower in terms of reopening and everything like that. And it seems like that's what they're concerned about, right? More, more Mm -hmm. than America, they're concerned about Europe and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I get it, but it it sucks. I'm I'm disappointed that we're going to have to wait another two months for this. Um, (laughs) As far as the Disney plus thing is concerned, I mean, I'm going to be seeing this in the theater. I'm not going to, I'm, there's no way in hell I'm paying 30 bucks to watch this movie. And yeah. also there's no way in hell I'm not seeing it in the movie theater. So, you yeah. know, whatever it is, what it is. Exactly. Um, but the other Disney release date, cause they didn't just move this, they moved everything and, and all, all this stuff. So Cruella is actually staying on May 28th, but it's getting a simultaneous Disney plus $30 release as well. Mm-hmm. Then Luca, the Pixar movie, which was supposed not Doncic. Uh, no, no, I think it's a different Luca. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to get that. I'm still, I'm still it's trying to, you know. I just, I, I, I was been watching the Bulls, and I just got used to all these guys, and now and then you trade them all away. <laughs> but, but the one guy, uh, is it Javante Green? Mm-hmm. He he was wearing some uh, some Bulls. Jordan 11. So, so he's my new okay. favorite player now that Porter Jr. is gone. So, you know, okay. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but no, not that Luca, the Pixar Luca. Uh, it was supposed mm-hmm. to come out in theaters June 18th, and now they're doing what they did with Soul. They're releasing it on Disney Plus in- mm-hmm. instead, just as like a, you know, if you have Disney Plus, you get to see Luca. Um, then on August 13th is Free Guy, which moved from May 21st. They pushed that back. 
and that's not like after this, none of these are going to Disney Plus as of now. But then again, who knows what's going to yeah. happen? So Free Guy is August thirteenth. This is the interesting one: Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which was in that July 9th spot that Black mm-hmm. Widow is moving to. You know, in the past, what they would do is they would just push all the movies, all the Marvel movies back one slot. Yeah. Although they did like flip, like they kept Shang-Chi where it was and they they leapfrogged Eternals over it for mm-hmm. some reason. Anyway, instead of pushing Shang-Chi back to the Eternal spot, they're leaving Eternals where it is and they're releasing Shang-Chi on September 3rd, hmm. which is usually the weekend where movies go to die. Yeah. But obviously, it's completely new uh, ball game, New territory, yeah. And uh, obviously, a Marvel movie is not going to die. No. It's, it's all good. But what this means now is that from July 9th to December 17th, I think it is, mm-hmm. we're going to get four... MCU movies in less than six months. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. So Black Widow, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and then Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then that'll also, that means that in, in the year 2021, we will have gotten all those movies and then half of the shows have, will have been completed by that point in time. Three, three shows at least. At least. Yeah. Or, yeah, it will probably be, what, toward the end of the Hawkeye show at that point in time? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, Hawkeye could be going on simultaneously with all this stuff, right? Yeah. So that would be four. Oof. I mean, I guess they're making up for everyone's, like, you know, last year was the first year without any MCU. Yeah. Well, they're making up for it this year. That's right. Yeah. Um, And then the King's Man which was supposed to come out August 20th, has been pushed back to December 22nd now. God, mm-hmm. that movie. You know, it was supposed to come out in February, right before the shutdown, and they yeah. pushed it back. It's like, I bet they're wishing they would have released it in February now, but <laughs> whatever. Um, we'll eventually see that. Deep Water, which I don't really know what that is, that was going to be August 13th, and now that's moving to January 14th. And then Death on the Nile, the the next Poirot movie from Kenneth Branagh, was supposed to be September 17th, and now that's February 11th. Another movie which has been pushed back numerous times. Okay. So that's that's disappointing. Um, but then a few other things moved around and stuff because of all this. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which was supposed to have a Dolby Cinema release like back in like September... Okay. And it was delayed because of everything. You know, now they've finally found a week. You know, the whole thing with that is they need to find a week when basically there's nothing coming out in order to drop that because you can't, it's not like any theater is going to be like, oh, we're going to run Scott Pilgrim in our best auditorium instead of Black <laughs> Widow, you know? Yeah. So, so they're coming out April 30th. Um, and I, I'm guessing it's one week only. I cannot wait for this. Like, this is probably the thing on this schedule I'm looking forward to most. <laughs> Definitely looking forward to that. But then Wrath of Man, the new Guy Ritchie movie with Jason Statham, that was supposed to come out April 23rd, and now that's moving into the to the Black Widow slot. Okay. Spiral, the new Saw movie with Chris Rock and Sam Jackson, <laughs> the spinoff thing, 
that Chris Rock is producing himself because apparently he's a huge fan of Saw. That's hilarious. I love it, right? Yes. Like I hate like I've seen 3 of those movies I think and mm-hmm. I, and I did not like any of them. Yeah. And yet, you know, Chris Rock is like I'm a big fan. I'm going to be producing and starring in this weird like side quill thing and I'm like <laughs> oh, I'm there. I got to watch all of them beforehand. I'm going to be there opening night. <laughs> You know, so so that's moving up a week from May 21st to May 14th. Okay, and then uh, there's a couple of other little things. Profile, uh, which is kind of like searching, but with like political stuff, that's okay. coming out May 14th. Stillwater, which is the new Matt Damon movie from the director of Spotlight, that's mm-hmm. coming out July 30th. And then BIOS, the Tom Hanks sci-fi movie, moved back a week because Free Guy moved into its slot. Okay. And Cry Macho, the new Clint Eastwood movie, is coming out October 22nd, both in theaters and on HBO Max. So so there you go. One day, this the schedule will settle down and we'll actually just be watching movies, but yeah, not quite there yet. Getting close, <laughs> though. Getting really close. So. Yep. Okay, so, you know, that Disney Plus stuff, you know, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. it's not even out yet. They're already developing a spinoff. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Now, I mean, it's not a done deal, but they're like hiring writers, doing a writer's room and everything for Echo. I don't know anything about this character. Do you know anything? Uh, well, most of the, the thing that I know most about her is that she has the same like skill set as the Taskmaster who will be featured in in Black Widow, right? Like they, she could copy like, you know, the moves of her opponents, which is a cool concept for a for a hero that mostly uses like, you know, martial arts and stuff like that, that doesn't have like, you know, any, you know, powers per se, but their, their physical prowess is their, is their highest attribute. So uh, the fact that they can copy and counter that is, is appealing. So that's the most that I know about her. Um, I'm surprised that she's already getting, you know, a thing that there are at least they're in talks to giving this character a whole thing. Do you, I mean, cause I think it's pretty well established, if not confirmed, that Florence Pugh is going to be in Hawkeye. Yes. I mean, do you think it's going to tie into Taskmaster? It might. Yeah. Okay. It might. It would. It wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. I mean this this world is this world of of Marvel that they've are curating right is ever expanding and evolving. So it wouldn't surprise me if they linked those two things in. Yeah. Well, the the series is being developed by Eaton Cohen and Emily Cohen. Um, Eaton Cohen is the co-writer of Tropic Thunder. So that's a good sign. Um, Okay, so moving on to DC. Mm -hmm. The Suicide Squad dropped a trailer. They sure did. It's going to be on HBO Max and in theaters in, what is that, August, July? I forget. One of those, yeah. I think August. So what did you think about this trailer? I hate it already. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Like, wow. Like, cause, like, cause I, I hated Suicide Squad, and then you see this, and it's just like, why do we, why do we need another one, right? And then like, and it's you're using a bunch of characters that, for the most part, nobody cares about. Uh, I'm, I am happy for for King Shark because 
that just looks funny. Yeah. And King Shark has had like somewhat of a, a renaissance in recent years because of the Harley Quinn TV show. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's obviously he's been on, you know, the CW flash show. Uh, he's just a kind of a funny character anyway. So, but everything else about, it, I'm just like, I, I don't care. Like why, like as a result of this, we're getting a peacemaker show. It's like, nobody asked for that. Nobody cares about that character. Like there's no dead shot in this because there's no Will Smith, but we got Idris Elba. So in, he's basically doing the same thing. Uh, I, like the rest of the cast, like I don't, I don't care, um, and yeah, it's just it just and it, and it just looks bad. Like it's just like ooh, we're all wacky, like the same little gimmick. It's just like well, like why? And then you watch the trailer, and it's like they're going up against Starro. So once again, you're using the Suicide Squad for something that they should not be used for. Like it makes no sense. Why is the Suicide Squad? trying to tackle Starro. And then the first one, why are the Suicide Squad going up against Enchantress? That is a, that is a job for Superman and that is a job for the Justice League, not the Suicide Squad. It looks stupid and I already hate it. Interesting. You're the, the only person I've, I've heard of who's had that reaction to it. Yeah. Everybody else, including myself, is like, this looks amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. Is this going to be the best movie? Is this going to be the Citizen Kane of the DCEU? <laughs> Probably. I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, it's Birds of Prey is a tough act to beat, but if anyone could do it, it would be James Gunn. And I mean, here's See, the and, thing. And like, I'm not and I'm not the biggest fan of that dude either. Okay. And and it's and it's funny, like we talked off top about like, you know, you know, uh Tyson and his and his uh checkered past. Like mm-hmm. they start this trailer off with from the horribly beautiful mind of James Gunn. Is that what we should be saying about that dude? I mean, it's 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 an interesting take, but at the same time, I mean, the difference there, I think, is James Gunn, while he does have, you know, kind of a, you know, a terrible past, like, he made literally two huge blockbusters, which were all about him dealing with the fact that he had that horrible past, you, you know what I mean? Like, those two movies were all about a bunch of jerks who were trying not to be jerks. Mm-hmm. Right, and okay. I'm, I'm guessing that that Suicide Squad is going to be the same thing. I mean, and that's the thing. Like you talk about, like oh, these are all a bunch of characters who are like you know C list who we don't care about, you know. And I totally agree with that. It's the same reaction that I had going into Guardians of the Galaxy, and then I watched it, and I'm like, oh, so this is the best Marvel movie? Is this the best Marvel movie? I think it might be. <laughs> you know, we'll see. We'll see. Here's the thing. So. With with Guardians, like nobody knew who any of those characters were. And if they yeah. say that they did, they were they're they're lying to you because nobody knew, yeah. right? That one worked, right? And yes, he did make a movie and made two movies about people who who were screw ups trying to not screw up, right? That's that's all well and good, right? But then we get to this movie and it's like we've seen this movie already, right? We've seen we've seen the concept that they're going to use in this movie already this just has a james gunn flair to it as opposed to an air flair to it right it's so will it be better than that than than a or suicide squad likely but again as i said with you know the difference between justice league and Zack snyder's justice league it's not a high bar to clear yeah but i don't think that they're even comparing those two i mean like to me it's like okay they made suicide squad with david ayer and everyone is like this is really bad and they're like you know, James Gunn comes in and he's like, no, 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 guys, guys, let me show you how this is done. Mm. And then he's doing it. 
essentially the same idea, same movie or whatever, but SSDD, huh? I I just I I think that that he's he's he, I mean he's a better filmmaker than David Ayer. You know, he knows what he's doing. He's going to make a better movie. I I I believe you. Uh, but I, but the thing is like, I, th- I still think it's going to be bad and I still, okay. <laughs> and, and I already dislike what's going on. And I also didn't like the, you know, like it's, I think it's a weird choice for for them to start that trailer off with the, be- <laughs> the beautifully horrible mind. Yeah. It's like, like, are you trying to flex? Because that, that to, to me that, that, that reads is like, you know, remember when OJ came out with that book, if I did it, it's yeah. like you didn't need to do that, right? Yeah. And so James Gunn, you didn't need to do this either. You didn't need like you didn't need to have put that in there. You could have just have James Gunn the Suicide Squad because apparently we have to have our name in front of everything now. Uh, you could have just done that and it would it would have been fine. But it's like that's an odd choice. It's a poor choice. It's an odd choice, but you know, I, it, it's not a deal breaker for me by any stretch of the imagination. Um, oh no, all that stuff like the deal breaker for me is is the the subject matter and like and that we're getting another suicide squad movie and we 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 didn't even get a superman sequel uh you know we, we didn't get a lot of things but we're getting more suicide squad who wants this hey you gotta give, give the people what they want you know i mean like to me it's like okay man of steel made a decent amount of money suicide squad made a decent amount of money i mean that was a hit you know so to be like well you know we're we're not gonna force anything but you know if james gunn comes in and says i want to do something we're going to be like what do you want to do and he says suicide squad and we're going to be like okay like that makes sense to me like that philosophy i mean apparently before this he was talking about doing a crypto movie and it's like yeah if he wants to do a crypto movie you let him do a crypto movie i'll watch it you know (laughs) so how serious was he when he said he wanted to do a crypto movie I think he was pretty serious because, you know, basically there there was a rumor that came out and they're like, oh, he's developing a crypto movie. And someone's like, is this true? And he's like, no. When they first talked to me, I was like, you know, I kind of want to do a crypto movie. And I pursued it a bit. And then I came up with Suicide Squad. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that instead. And I haven't gone back to doing crypto since then. It was something that I toyed with. You know, maybe I'll still do it. Who knows? You never know. But, you know, so, yeah, I think that he was considering it for sure. It wasn't just a, a joke, but he decided that Suicide Squad was a better idea in the end. Oh. So, well, yeah. Suicide Squad is a joke. I, yeah, and that's fine because, you know, James Gunn's a really <laughs> funny guy. So I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, but you know, I'm wondering if the the existence of the Suicide Squad is the reason why we are not getting the air cut of Suicide Squad. In a recent interview, Warner said that they're happy that Justice League is you know successful and everything like that, and that everybody no, got not. their wish. <laughs> but it's time to move on. You know, it's time to to hear from other voices. And also, there's no air cut coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off with the air cut. That I'm disappointed by. Because why not? You know, it, the, it, it probably wouldn't cost him anything. It's probably something that air could do at home on his laptop. You know, it's not like it's going to involve a billion more visual effects or anything like that. It's just recutting a movie. They release extended cuts of movies all the time. So just let them do it, you know, and what's the worst that can happen? I think it would be, probably be pretty cool. 
to be honest, because I can see a good movie there. I don't know. Apparently, he said that his cut of the movie is similar to what was in the novelization. Which, first question, there's a Suicide Squad novelization? That's weird. That is weird. (laughs) But second question is, like, should I be reading this? Because I'm curious. (laughs) Um, I'm going to answer that yes and no. (laughs) Because anything will be better than the movie that we got. Uh, But at the same time, it's like, why would you want to read that? I'm really curious to see the alternate history, you know? (laughs) So so moving on to the other thing, Mm -hmm. the not doing more Zack Snyder Justice League stuff in order to do more other stuff, in order to give more people the opportunity to tell their stories. I'm... 100% 100% okay with that. As much as I love Zack Snyder, and, you know, great, you know, let him do more stuff, whatever, I'm more excited about, well, basically all this stuff. James Gunn's Suicide Squad, Ta-Nehisi Coates's Superman, mm-hmm. Matt Reeves's Batman, you know, all that stuff, to me, is more interesting than just a bunch of Zack Snyder movies. I'll agree with you on that. Uh, because I am sick of this this era of of DC film, right? And I'm glad that we're not moving on with Snyder's verse and the air cut. We just need to put all that stuff to bed and move on. And you know who else needs to do that? The people, like the the fans of of those. Like, stop spamming, you know, spamming things and spamming things with your hashtags. I'm sick of your hashtags. I'm sick of hashtag whatever with Snyder has like, I'm sick of it all. Right. Like you had your shot. They put, they, they gave you what you wanted after you bullied them into submission. Right. And your stuff still wasn't citizen Kane as much as you may think that it was right. And, it, and so, uh, yeah, you got what you wanted and they only did it mainly just because to a, to shut you up and B cause they needed something for HBO max. They didn't believe in his vision and all this other stuff that you've been preaching. They didn't care about any of that stuff. They gave it to you. They made their, they made their money and now they're done. And so should you be right. So let's move on. Cause I'm tired of that whole thing. I'm tired of it all. Okay. Fair enough. They're moving on with the flash. You know, they're recasting uh, Barry's dad. So Billy, Billy Crudup was Henry Allen, Henry Allen in uh, the justice league. And because of scheduling conflicts, he cannot come back for the flash movie. So Ron Livingston is taking his place. All right. You know, I mean, the Flash, the thing that that we need to keep in mind is so it's been in development for so long and everything like that. But the thing which I just was kind of like reminded of here is that it's being written by Christina Hodson, mm-hmm. who wrote Birds of Prey and Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, come on. I, I know, I know you're a huge <laughs> Birds of Prey fan, um, but uh, to me, I'm like, well, okay, then. Let's do this. It's perfectly fine as long as she's writing it. I think it's going to be great. Oh, so moving over to the uh, the TV universe, the Arrowverse mm-hmm. for for uh, for a minute. Yeah, Wallace Day has been cast as the original Batwoman in Kate Kane. Yeah. yeah, in in the new thing. Now, I, I have, you you haven't been watching Batwoman. I have not, but my my partner on Always Hold On to the Arrow, shout out to you, Kev, 
has been watching it and he fills me in on some of the details of the show. Okay. Well, don't spoil it for me yet because I just watched the Elseworlds arc. Okay. So I was just introduced to Batwoman. Okay. And I'm excited to see this new show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got a few episodes to get through before I before I get there. I got about a half season's worth of, of Arrowverse to get to get through okay. first. So um I'm excited to see because it sounds like it's uh, very soap opera y the way that, that they're dealing with this whole thing. So it's something. Okay. All right. It's something. Well, let's move back over to the to the movies then. Shazam, you know, they got their sequel coming out. Helen Mirren has been cast as the villain in this movie. She will play Hespera, the daughter of Atlas and the sister of Rachel Zegler, who is is in West Side Story. Okay. I don't know who any of these people are. I mean, I know who Helen Mirren is. Yes. <laughs> are you familiar with any of these characters? I mean, like the Greek god, like, you know, structure. I'm familiar with that stuff. But how it's going to work for this. I'm not sure how it's going to actually work, but it should be pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, Hey, if you can get Helen Mirren, get Helen Mirren, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they got her in the fast and furious movies. It's pretty great, you know, mm-hmm. because apparently she's a big fan of those movies and just wanted. Yeah. To it, so that's pretty, that's pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, more DC EU casting in black Adam, the, the Shazam spinoff, I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan has been cast as Dr. Fate. This surprised me, but it has my attention. I'm excited about this. Mostly because of all of the the fan art that's coming out of like, you know, Dr. Fate's head on James Bond's body. I love that picture. It's so fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting movie. Like in a sense, like he's the villain, right? Because Black Adam is the, bad guy but it's his movie so all of the heroes are actually the the antagonists yeah i mean that's that's what that's what that's what we do now right we 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 love our villains so much that we give them you know movies and and features and make them the protagonists yeah we got to sympathize with them it's crazy how long this movie has been in development probably longer than flash right yeah that's the crazy thing i'm I'm like if this movie comes out i'll be surprised (laughs) so They've got the Justice Society in that, and that's where Dr. Fake comes in. But that was the last member of the Justice League to be cast, or sorry, of the Justice Society to be cast. Um, They've already got Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, Mm -hmm. Noah Centennial as Adam Smasher, and Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone. Okay. So, and of course, Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah, could be cool. And and I'm wondering, I mean, so we got Shazam 2 and Black Adam both gearing up right now. Mm-hmm. Does this mean Shazam 3 is going to be Shazam versus Black Adam? It has to be. It kind of makes sense, right? It has to be. Yeah. And if, and if they <laughs> if they don't do it, then it's just, you know, they have failed the city. What can I say? <laughs> okay, so now on to some uh, writing assignments in the DCEU. Uh, this is the one that I'm really excited about. Emerald Fennell is writing a Zatanna movie mm-hmm. with J.J. Abrams producing. Uh, she, of course, just wrote and directed Promising Young Woman. She mm-hmm. was a showrunner on Killing Eve. 
And the idea of her making a Zatanna movie, I mean, the idea of a Zatanna movie first is exciting. Yeah, like, (laughs) how is it that we've reached 2021 without, like, Zatanna getting any shine, like, on like in a movie like this, that that seems like a no brainer, right? Yeah. Especially like when, when we're trying to, to, to make sure that we don't forget about the, the, the cool and great female characters that we have in comic books. Like, how is it that like, she's one that was in fact forgotten, like, come on now, but this is, this is the perfect person to helm this project. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of speculation because I mean, JJ Abrams seems to be taking over a lot of this DC stuff, right? He's producing Superman, he's producing the Constantine show, and he's doing the Justice League Dark movie, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are thinking like, you know, with Constantine and everything and, and Zatanna, maybe he's moving the pieces around in order to get, you know, like a Justice League Dark team up with all of these elements, right? Mm-hmm. Tie it all together. It could be cool. For sure. And one more DC writer has been announced. Randy McKinnon is writing the Static Shock movie. He wrote that movie Safety on Disney Plus, which I haven't okay. watched yet. But I haven't watched that one either. Looks cool. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, that was directed by Reginald Hudland, who is producing Static Shock. So mm-hmm. it just makes sense. It's a team up. Yeah, yeah. So good to see that that's uh, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And one final non-DC property, which is uh, which is, has been announced. Transformers has a new movie coming out. Uh, now, I mean, they, they, they've got like a billion of these movies in development, right? Yeah. I mean, they've got like, I think there's a Bumblebee 2 in the works. There's like an animated one that's going to take place all on Cybertron and stuff like that. I mean, they're doing like some crazy cool stuff with this. But this one, nobody knows what this one's about. But it's being directed by Angel Manuel Soto, who we just talked about a couple weeks ago. He did Charm City Kings, and now he's Mm -hmm. doing the Blue Beetle movie. Yeah. He's directing it, and it's being written by Marco Ramirez, who was the showrunner on The Defenders. Okay. So... It sounds like, I, I don't know what this means. Paramount has made a blind script commitment to develop a new feature. I don't know what, I don't that, know what means. that means. <laughs> but if it's a blind script commitment, they must have a lot of confidence in these guys, right? I, I, you would think. And I'm guessing it's going to be a while before it's actually made because he's got to do Blue Beetle first. Yeah. So probably get some other Transformers movies in between now and then. Likely. But it's cool to see them making more Transformers movies. Are you a Transformers well, fan and a Transformers movie fan? Uh, Transformers in general fan? Mm-hmm. Sort of. Um, movie fan? I like the first one. Transformers the movie? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Directed by yeah. Nelson Shin, the cartoon? Yes. It's great. Yes. From the 80s and with Orson Welles. Yes, exactly. And then the the first live action one I enjoyed, Uh but, you know, it's not great, obviously. And so, and then the second one, I was like, the sequel to that one, I was like, this is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I'm, you know, like Transformers was my show growing up when I was Mm -hmm. five years old. Like that was, it was Star Wars and Transformers and that was it. 
He-Man just to kill the time in between Star Wars and Transformers, but okay. that's basically what it was. Um, so, you know, I mean, I love that animated movie from back in the day. Well, that, that, that animated movie is classic. It holds up. I mean, it, you watch it now, like, I remember, I'll never... <laughs> I'll never forget this. Like when I was in film school, uh, my friend Mm -hmm. and I were watching this and he's like, you know, it's crazy. Like all these movies I've seen, all these classes I've taken and still Transformers, the movie is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's it's true. Like there's nothing to sneeze at with that. Did you cry when Prime died? Um, I think I was a little too young to cry, but you know. Okay. Yeah, I I know that it, it, it certainly messed up. A generation. Of, it, it definitely of kids. did. Yeah, it definitely did. And that's the reason why the dude didn't die in the GI Joe movie mm-hmm. because they didn't want to traumatize any more kids. That's right. But I mean, like the new movies. I mean, I enjoy. I mean, I'm a huge Michael Bay fan, um, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoy most of them. The first one I think is good. The third one I think is really good. Uh, the other ones are less good um but like (laughs) bumblebee i I loved i thought that movie was great yeah i like i enjoyed bumblebee kind of a they finally got to a place where they could kind of go back and do i think what a lot of fans wanted to see Mm -hmm. from the first movie right i mean like transformers as like recognizable characters and not just a bunch of you know little tiny moving parts Yes. That are indistinguishable from each other. Correct. Um, and the idea of like this animated one, I mean, I'm, I'm totally down with that and everything. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, who knows? But it feels like maybe they finally found their footing. Okay. I don't know. Even though no one went to see Bumblebee, comparatively speaking. So Yes. It's too bad. Too bad. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, yeah. Lance, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias. And you can also find me on the United Federation of Podcasts talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow with my partner Kev on Always Hold On to Arrow. You can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. All right. And you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K. And you can also find me on my website, filmdamagepod.com, doing a show called Film Damage where we talk about Star Trek time travel and film projection all right well thanks for listening and we will be back next week join the revolution join the nerd party